ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Guys, we are so close to 100 reviews. We're seven away. We are at 93. I mean, I can feel us reviewing, recapping a movie in the air. So please, let's get over that finish line because we're excited we've been saying (laughs) i'm i'm ready summer has hit new york city i'm ready to watch aquamarine at this point hey i'll watch whatever you guys end up choosing but it feels logical yeah it's time for the last splash review (laughs) subscribe yes splash and Last make sure three. we're ca- it's the reviews that we're counting are on apple Podcasts, not spotify i mean please if but you're feel gonna, free to leave them both yeah, feel free to leave them both but when we're talking about the big one zero zero we're talking about apple copy and paste is free maybe chat gbt a review oh my god yes <laughs> we should we see what chat gbt say write a review for abc's a Greek Greek podcast. Podcast. <laughs> we should and we should share it on our instagram <laughs> they can just copy and paste it um, to do so, <laughs> so everyone can copy and paste that same review no that's not authentic we would get spammed i think they would like flag us okay are we ready all, yes. all, all press is good press okay yeah i'm ready season three episode three and it's the half naked gun Ooh. So, <laughs> i know <laughs> the original air date was September 14th, 2009. It was directed by Michael Lang and written by Patrick Sean Smith and Roger Grant. The Hulu summary, you'll notice I had to go with the Hulu summary. The IMDb one was a click to view more situation. Mm. Truly a novella. So I went Hulu summary on this one. Grant and Calvin try to make their relationship work while Rusty and Jordan face off as the last two standing in the ongoing campus game. Interesting. It's interesting how Hulu like chose to like focus on Grant and Calvin's relationship because I feel like to me that was like definitely like a side plot. Yeah, well, so did the IMDb one. They mentioned nothing nothing of Casey's plight this episode, which I found the most intriguing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, to start things off, jump scare. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're once again seeing Jordan and Rusty kissing by the light of I guess it's like a fireplace, but I guess it's like a it's like a fake fireplace. It's a it's a YouTube fireplace video <laughs> on the TV. Yeah, it's like a fake fire situation. And Jordan um, asks Rusty and she goes like I have a question to ask you and he immediately answers and it's like he says oh I've been tested and don't worry everything's positive and she kind of looks at him like what and he's like no I mean it in a in a negative positive in a negative way Jordan's a little freaked out that Dale's gonna walk in because she's still uh dealing with the sort of the aftermath of like her dad walking in on her and Rusty <laughs> which honestly fair like, yeah. I would also be kind of shaken by that. And then all of a sudden, Rusty's pager goes off, or it's like his self. I think it's his pager. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's, it's like a reminder yeah he's like I'm needed in the chemistry lab and he like needs to run to the lab immediately and uh he even like offers to Jordan he's like oh well we can like still you know make things really quick and she's like no honestly like we've waited this long like let's not rush anything yeah he suggests quote skipping a few steps yikes yeah Jordan is like no and Honestly, good for her. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be in a rush either. So, okay, this scene, I honestly feel like we should put, like, a disclaimer on anytime we're discussing the ZBZs in this episode, it's, like, there is Uh. a lot of inappropriate discourse about dieting and exercise. This episode was straight out of, like, Women's Health Mag 2009 edition. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I forgot to mention Jillian Michaels also wrote on this episode. She I'm, did. I'm kidding, Thomas. <laughs> I would have 100% believed you. I mean, this was the Jillian Michaels era. Oh my God, I was thinking of the, you meant the author of Gone Girl. <laughs> <laughs> no. <Flynn>. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Honestly. the girl, or the trainer from Biggest Loser? No, yeah, I know now. I remember. And Bob. Whatever I saw Bob like not too long ago. Wait, who was Bob? Was he another trainer? Yeah, he was the other trainer. He was kind of um that show's answer to Orion Seacrest. (laughs) Yeah, I saw him walking his dogs in Soho a couple months ago. I've told you guys about how I met Ryan Seacrest, right? No. Oh my god, yeah. When I was in sixth grade, the first time I ever went to California was because my parents won like a chance to go watch um E News film and it was while Juliana Rancic at the time, Juliana DePandy was hosting, co-hosting with Ryan Seacrest. It was wow. It was the weekend Anna Nicole Smith died and um Britney Spears shaped her head. Whoa. That, the pinnacle of pop the pinnacle of pop culture. Of pop culture. And there, me and my family were on the sidelines. <laughs> Four of eight people in the studio. And they're wow. like. <laughs> oh, my God. That also just makes perfect sense. I know. I was going to yeah. say it says a lot about, like, I think it informed your experience <laughs> as a child as, and now as an adult. As, as, an a, adult. As, a, as a person participating in society. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, that is crazy that it was that week like it's it's insane that they even won that kind of contest I never have heard of anyone winning anything it like that it wasn't a contest it was an auction <laughs> that's even weirder <laughs> <laughs> naturally it was an auction and you know what it was over President's Day weekend and then we went to Laguna Beach and it wasn't like anybody took long trips over President's Day from Philadelphia to California and on my floor in the hotel we were staying in was a kid in my Spanish class wow a lot of synchronicities there wow and now that kid listens to our podcast Maybe yeah. and his younger brother now, who was also there, but we weren't friends at the time. Now that kid is Thomas. <laughs> oh my god, that <laughs> kid in your Spanish class was me. And you guys remember that kid from Spanish? <laughs> the very oh host god, was, of Co. Was Ryan nice? Was he kind? Yeah, he was really nice. They made him stand on a block. <laughs> oh, alrighty. So. At the CBZ chapter meeting, um, Ashley's pretty much getting everyone sort of, I guess, prepared for the undie run, which is like this big, like all Greek 
uh, event where everybody runs around in their underwear. My nightmare. This is yeah. a thing at Chapman. They did, but it wasn't just Greek. It was like everybody did it. No, yeah. is I it Chapman finding... like a religious school? No, it's not. You're thinking uh, Pepperdine. Oh yeah. But I remember touring, and they said something at the end. Around, I was like, "Yep, that's a no for me. Never mind." <laughs> I'm not going to be attending here. Yeah, I want no part of an undie run. No. I don't know the whole thing. I mean, I, I know it's a thing a lot of schools do, and I think people find it very fun. It is my own personal hell, but. Yeah. Would it be worse if they called it the panty run? <laughs> Oof, that would be worse, I think. Undergarment <laughs> trot. I like the undergarment trot. Oh, my God. That it, now I'm thinking of that SpongeBob episode where Mr. Krabs goes, did you tell him about the panty raid? <laughs> <laughs> panty raid. It's crazy that they actually went on a panty raid. And yeah, I know. Retro Bob. Anyway. So... Yeah, this is all very, like, early 2000s diet culture-esque. And Ashley's telling them how many gym days they have left to sort of prepare. Betsy gets up and she's talking about her hot yoga class where she says she thinks she pulled her core. She's going to Bikram twice a day. Oh, my gosh. And Bikram is 90 minutes. Yeah, and, like, 120 degrees or something crazy. That is unhealthy. Like, that is not good for your health. And Fisher even tries to bring some cookies out to the girls and Ashley like stops him immediately and then announces to everyone that she and Fisher broke up and also explains that he kissed someone else. But she's like that person will remain unnamed. And we kind of see Rebecca. She's like looking really sheepish in the back. And obviously she's feeling very guilty. And Ashley doesn't even call her by her name she just says you give an activities report to the group and Rebecca gets up she announces that there are 20 people who are still left in the gotcha game that never seems to be ending and three of them are ZVZs and if they win they get points for the green ribbon for the Greek challenge and then she kind of goes on and she's like and I really want to help with this because I love all my sisters so much and then Ashley just like shuts her up it is blue ribbon. I misheard it the first time I wrote it down, and I it was Greek ribbon. Oh, no worries. Green, but it is blue. They say blue. <laughs> I was Sorry. gonna. Well, I was gonna ask. <laughs> it's all good. I was like, I wonder why it's a green ribbon, but honestly, like I, I believed you. Um, I wrote down blue, so. <laughs> so Casey then gives a quick update about the pledges and she pretty much has no update and then they ask for Ashley asks for an update from Laura about Panhellenic because she's kind of their connection to Panhellenic at the moment and Laura is super upset because they want to see like an ice cream social with every different flavor of ice cream and honestly it sounds kind of fun to me but she like goes in on them and it sounds like she completely told them off. And I think she even said, like, she told them to bite her. She's like, bite me. Yeah. She's anti-Panhellenic. Yeah, honestly, this is funny. It's like a good, we get like a couple of good, like, Laura monologues in this episode. This was always the job that I wanted the least in the sorority. Like, 
it seemed like the most amount of work for the least amount of like payoff. Yeah, it did seem like, yeah, probably the least fun too. Like you're, it's pretty much just like orders of business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they have a lot of meetings or when they have meetings, it's like really long because there's so many. Ugh. Yeah. So speaking of Panhellenic, so Ashley pulls Casey aside and she tells her that she thinks she needs to replace Laura because she's like, Laura seems really burnt out with Panhellenic and her, her duties over there. So Casey's saying she's burnt out as pledge educator too. And she's like, as a senior, I really think I should be like doing more. But if I was her, that's actually why I would be checking out my senior year. Like I wouldn't even want to hold the position. It's not the cart right way. Yeah. yeah she not. basically, she basically thinks she should be doing more because she's a senior. And so she offers to take Laura's duties and do Panhellenic. Ashley like asked Laura if it's okay. And Laura immediately agrees. Laura is so done with Panhellenic. Yeah. She says, that's fine. Those bitches can see me in hell. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a Laura strong episode, which I appreciate. So now Rusty and Calvin are walking outside and Rusty's telling Calvin about all the interruptions he and Jordan have had. And like he's even worried that they're like going back into friend zone territory. Um, which is a little extreme. Yeah, like your boyfriend, girlfriend. It was such a weird comment. That's when I think Rusty is asking Calvin about his relationship with Grant. And Calvin says that he and Grant haven't slept together either. And they really just want to like go on a nice date um, and have sort of like a night alone while everyone else is at the date dash at Dobbler's. And they start talking about the gotcha game because Calvin is still in. And Rusty's like, oh, yeah, I'm still into, but like, I just have been too busy. I haven't even opened my envelope. And he finally opens his envelope and he, I think he, he borrows Calvin's gun and then immediately shoots him because he sees that his envelope person was Calvin. So that's mm-hmm. like the reason that Calvin was still in the game. I, I, they really played the long game in the writer's room with, this gotcha game (laughs) i know i'm just like how on earth would like people actually follow these rules you know what i mean well i feel like the i mean the the greek system is very earnest here true true that like people are taking i can see people taking this like incredibly seriously calvin because calvin just got out essentially he gives rusty his envelope and so now rusty has a target and he opens it and of course, it's none other than Jordan Ray Jordans, a.k.a. Jordan Reed. <laughs> Jordan Ray. Jordan Ray Jordans sounds like she works um at like, Ma- what is that, Magnolia? The like, what, that you know, that HGTV couple. Yeah. What, is, what are their names? Joanna and Dale. Gaines. Yes. That it's giving- or she- She's trying to become like an indie songwriter. Like this song is by Jordan Ray Jordans. It's called Sunflower. It's called <laughs> Bubbly. It's called <laughs> Bubbly. Oh my God. It's called Wild Horses. <laughs> um, she, she would cover Rolling Stone. Oh my God. <laughs> or yeah. Natasha Bedingfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're at the panhellenic meeting and casey like runs into that girl we never we never remember her name but she's like in that one scene where she really had to pee 
and she's been in a couple episodes they do finally say her name this episode i think it's like alicia or something oh got it okay cool so she runs into alicia and i will say one thing about alicia's character is that she's been like very consistent even though she's not in every episode she's like always very committed to this character which i appreciate okay and then we also see this new character kind of like stroll in right to the front of the desk and she is like all business like she is fully dressed in like presidential attire her hair is like perfectly blown out by dry bar and she is like ready to start this meeting I was so excited to see her. I remember loving Catherine. I am so happy we're finally getting her. Yeah, I love Catherine too. I was excited. I was really excited because I had kind of like looked her up before. Like I've never seen her character, but I had looked up the actress um, before. And oh, I also forgot there's a funny scene between... um, Casey and Alicia where Casey's like how have you been and then Casey starts talking like literally about her life but all she is talking about is the guy she's dated she's like yeah so I broke up with Evan and then I started dating this engineering student named Max and then Alicia's just like yawning because she's (laughs) like I'm not interested in hearing about this oh my god I didn't even catch that so the meeting starts and um Catherine is like business-minded she mentions that it's someone's birthday I think it's like her name is Tara and but like because Tara didn't send a memo like they're not they're just gonna breeze past it like they're not gonna spend any time talking about Tara's birthday and then they get to the Casey says she wants to talk about the undie run because Casey's really excited about it and Catherine immediately you can see on her face like she wants nothing to do with this she actually just wants like she wants to cancel it yeah which yeah she says she says well well thanks Casey we'll take that under careful consideration because it also is like I don't know well, we'll get to it, but I've I've been kind of on Catherine's side the whole time, like from the get-go of this episode. Well, because Catherine's announcement is that they're meeting the next day with IFC to talk about whether or not they're going to participate. And Casey's like, well, ZBZ votes to participate. Got it. Oh, got it, got it. And then the other thing too, Catherine just, doesn't she just refer to Casey throughout this entire episode as ZBZ? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize that. That's funny. Yeah. What is that, BBC? And then her big thing is that she was moving on. <laughs> okay, so is the undie run like an all-campus thing? And then, or in is it just this, for Greek life? In this show, it is just Greek life. Typically, I think it's campus Why? I've never heard of it being just Greek life. But in Greek, it is just Greek life. So now we're in the KT backyard. And Beaver is underwater. He's holding his breath. Um, Cappy and Heath are like training him and Beaver like emerges from the water apparently after like almost a hundred seconds of being underwater and like he's really built doesn't he look hot this episode yeah he looked so good coming out of that kiddie pool (laughs) I'm in my Beaver era yeah me too I am in my Beaver era I'm it's himbo summer man oh I am both summer for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, so Beaver is still in the gotcha game. They talk about how Jeremy was like in it, but then he got honey trapped by a tripie. Oh I my think so. God. <laughs> Rusty is also like, hey, guys, like I'm still alive too, but they honestly don't believe him at first. And 
Um, then he's like, well, it's because the only buildings I've been in are like the lab and the science library. And then they, they, it all comes together. It makes sense. Like why he hasn't been, he hasn't gotten out yet. Cause no one has really been hanging out with him. Right. Yeah. Well, they're, they haven't even heard of the buildings that he's talking about. They're like baffled. Yeah. And Cappy says that they really need this $500 for their, their booze budget for their parties. And the party fund is woefully overdrawn. (laughs) I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like $500 would buy half the booze for one party. Like you're probably realistically spending at least a thousand dollars on a party, like of that size. Yeah, I and know. that's like a Costco run. Like that's not like at a even in two thousand nine. Yeah. Oh my god, that's not using calculating inflation. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're drinking like the cheapest beer, like for the scale of these parties, like five hundred dollars wouldn't go very far. No. They basically now that Rusty's still in the game, they're like, okay, well, you need to help us win. And of course, Rusty is seizing this opportunity. But then he's like, the problem is that my target is Jordan and Rusty's feeling conflicted about this they're also mentioning too that like there's this person out there and they're not sure who it is but it's someone who's still left in the game and they're calling them the jackal yeah so that comes back later on in the episode is that a reference to something are we gonna get is this like a Damien thing it probably is I can't figure it out everybody knows I think it is and Cappy does this like movie trailer voice shortly after like about like this summer like it's everyone against the jackal and I wonder if there was like a movie that came out around this time okay there's a 1997 movie about a faceless assassin called the jackal and it's a bruce willis movie so that's definitely what it's about okay got it a faceless assassin um completing his next job got it yeah that makes a lot more sense that's a stacked cast um isn't it bruce willis richard Gere, uh sydney i'm gonna say this wrong potier i think that's right yeah i think that's correct jack black (laughs) whoa random yeah. uh larry king made an appearance yeah um, so here we go there's the jackal I, now we'll avoid some like i'm sure we get dms that were like you guys how did you know <laughs> yes please dm us but do not dm us about the jackal we know <laughs> we know don't worry so that's pretty much the end of that scene basically like our our main takeaways here is that the jackal is still out there beaver is still in rusty is still in and the kts desperately want to win for their beer budget and it should be noted that i don't know if we said this before but that zbz's really want to win because they want the blue ribbon points like yeah they want the money but they they want to win these blue ribbon oh we said that right for the overall like greek standing i guess it goes towards oh like yeah competition at the end mm-hmm. year so it's like a year-long thing oh that makes sense yeah i wasn't quite sure what it was for i remember rebecca mentioning at the beginning but i wasn't sure if she was just saying that for to get back in ashley's good graces but that makes sense that there's like something they're actually reaching for yeah there was an episode at the end of the season I think it's either at the end of the season or halfway the mid like the mid-season finale I can't remember which one but I think it might be the end of the season and um 
it's like them, you know, fighting it out in the final rounds of this like game for the, the gotcha game. No, 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 not the gotcha game. Like the Greek competition. Oh, good. I was like, no more gotcha, please. No, gotcha is done after this episode. <laughs> please spare us. Please. Mercy, mercy. <laughs> so now we're back at the. It's the end of the panelonic meeting, and Casey's leaving. She tells Alicia that she'll see her tomorrow for like the follow up meeting. And she gets in the elevator, and who does she run into? No one but Evan Chambers. And they are just silent with each other. Like, they are, there is no words between them. It's so awkward where I was like, wait, I why is this so awkward? Yeah, I guess they established that they, like, haven't really spoken in six months. I didn't know that it like they were on such bad terms like terrible terms yeah I thought they were cordial at the very least but they're acting like you know they have by no means buried the hatchet from when he kissed Franny right I know okay in both of your defenses because I was on the same page I feel like and I might be wrong but I feel like there were there was at least one scene where they were in it together being cordial in the past I would have sworn but Perhaps not. But it, what's interesting is that this show does make you forget all of that when you're in that awkward moment. I was like, I guess they haven't seen each other since then. It was so bad. Yeah. Okay, now we are at... Oh, wow, I didn't realize they were actually at Espresso Farm in this scene. Oh my gosh, the whole time I thought they were back at the apartment. But apparently... Wait, Casey and Evan, what? Oh, <laughs> no, Jordan and Rusty. Oh, 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 gotcha so jordan and rusty oh no i'm thinking of a scene further in the episode so now jordan and rusty are kissing at espresso farm and he reaches into his bag and he's about to pull out his nerf gun but then jordan says that she feels really safe around him and he puts it away so basically like okay (laughs) yeah so jordan um I think they like plan a dinner date or something like they're they want to plan some sort of like intimate rendezvous for the the next night by fire by fake firelight again. Yeah, they set a date to bang. They can't stop talking about it. Also, the scene was like way too long. And I never think that about scenes in the show, but I was like, wrap it up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It was like I had to go back and rewatch a couple of these early scenes between them because I just was naturally zoning out a little bit in some of their scenes because it was the same it was almost like the same conversation over and over again in different ways it was just the same conversation about whether or not they should have sex yeah when like I thought they already established they were going to yeah so did I two episodes ago or maybe last episode yeah didn't this happen with did this happen with Jen K before he slept with her? Well, that was his virginity. Right, right. Yeah. And I... Jen K meant more to us. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Oh my gosh. There's one person they can never make me hate. It's Jen K. <laughs> I did always like her. I feel like I was always rooting for her. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. If Jen K has no fans, we're all dead. <laughs> If Jordan has one fan, it's not us. Literally. So now we're at Omega Chi and it's finally time for Calvin and Grant's um, 
private little date night and it's cute they want to have a gay film fest where they're going to watch a Hugh Jackman movie and right as they're deciding their movie they want to watch Evan barges right in and Calvin and Grant are obviously annoyed they wanted to have a movie night together but they're still kind of hiding their relationship from everyone in Omega Kai so they kind of have to awkwardly like include Evan in whatever they were doing because Evan says he's not going to the date dash and then he's like oh yeah let's watch a movie like let's watch Wolverine which also wasn't the movie they had picked out I think they had we're gonna watch Kate and Leopold yeah and Evan pretends he's excited and then he's like no we're watching Wolverine also this episode I had completely forgotten that Grant isn't out at all Mm-hmm. like for the past Same. many episodes i've been thinking that they're just keeping their relationship secret and i completely forgot that part of it was that grant is in the closet so then it makes a little bit more sense of why because remember last time we were like oh why aren't they like telling the guys in the house and then it's like oh because he's in the closet still calvin is really sweet about it he's like, yeah he's trying to like protect grant and it's it's really sweet so the girls are very on edge at ZBZ. They're indulging in what would I, w- I would call toxic diet culture. Um, they're not doing well. They're very ill. And Casey is telling Ashley that she loves being on Panhellenic, but she's really not loving seeing Evan everywhere. Okay, you saw him once in an elevator. And she was like, I haven't, this is when we find out she hasn't spoken to him in six months. And Laura comes up and she's eating ice cream. And Casey's like, Casey, this is a direct quote. Casey says, someone doesn't care what they look like for the undie run. And Laura was like, well, I'm still on the Panhellenic email list. And they just sent an email saying that any sorority that participates in the undie run is getting docked three blue ribbon points. And so Casey's like, well, I have to try to fix this at the meeting tomorrow. And Betsy snaps when she hears this. We also find out in the scene, Betsy's been like surviving off of cabbage soup. Yeah, Ashley's making them all eat cabbage soup. And because Casey's like, why does, why are all the, um, why are all the girls like so crabby today? And Ashley's like, it's because they're not eating. They're just eating crab, not crab soup, (laughs) cabbage soup. They're all eating crab chowder. That sounds good. (laughs) Right? That sounds like Ooh, the dream. I would love chowder. some. I would love a cup of crab chowder and like some some oyster Harper, crackers. <laughs> Harper is dying to pod. Harper, <laughs> what do you have to say? Let her speak, Harper. Thomas. Let her speak. Harper is um. Harper is definitely against the undie run. Yeah, <laughs> she's always well. She goes commando. Yeah, exactly. She, Harper's team, Catherine. She sees where Catherine's coming from, and um. She doesn't agree with Ashley's tactics. <laughs> so now we are at KT and Beaver is very upset. He is recounting how he got shot in gotcha. He is out. He can't He's crying. He can't believe it happened to him. He's been leaving class an hour early every day. <laughs> how could it possibly happen to His him? His hour long class. Exactly. And so we find out that he got three drink tickets seemingly to Dobbler's and when he showed up it was the jackal and the jackal got him and Rusty is like well who who is the jackal did you find out who it is and Cappy says 
yeah, like look at these fake drink tickets. Don't they look pretty intricate? Like maybe an art major did them. And that's when Rusty realizes that Jordan is the jackal. I forgot she was an art major, but then I, as you were saying that, I was like, oh yeah, well, I guess they met in art history, but I didn't, I didn't ever like assume she was an artist, but mostly just because of like her interior design choices. Well, remember she's the only woman who's seen the Sistine Chapel. Oh my gosh. I totally (laughs) forgot about that fact. Oh, you just, it's indescribable. (laughs) You have to see it. We just go back and start recapping that episode. That I mean, was she does have a beret. Having a beret pretty much makes you an art major. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's yellow and knit. <laughs> so Cappy is blaming Rusty for Beaver getting <laughs> shot. He's like, if you had just shot Jordan like you were supposed to, Beaver wouldn't be dead. And Cappy is like, re- looks at Rusty. And then he's like, I know what's going on. You haven't had sex. What? You read him to Phil. It was outrageous. He was like, just takes a look at him. And then he like realizes this. And he says, like, that's why Rusty won't shoot her. I'm not sure if that's true or if it's just that it's his girlfriend. But I guess we'll never know. Also, the thing about when Cappy gets mad at Rusty is that it's often blown out of proportion or something that makes not a lot of sense for him to be mad at but I'm okay with it because Rusty gets away with so much other shit completely scot-free that when Cappy is doubling down it's like all right well I guess this is fine and he's not ever he's never like really mad what was no wasn't he actually mad at him like a few like at the end of last season or he was like frustrated at him for some reason the like something about a douche mover oh well that was because he cheated with jordan i think that was yeah 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 so he was actually mad yeah Yeah, but that was warranted that didn't i know yeah yeah but he was really mad yeah and i yeah i think rightfully so for sure anyway so we're at IFC and Evan is giving an impassioned speech on behalf of the Undie run. And then Catherine gets up and she's like, well, Panhellenic unanimously voted against the Undie run. And Casey's like, that's not true. We're not unanimous. ZBZ wants the Undie run because it fosters school spirit and unity. And Catherine is like, well, does this look like school spirit? And she pulls up a slideshow and it has all of these pictures of like Cappy and other like KT, ZBZs, like other people like in their underwear partying. Ashley. There's one of Ashley's. Yeah. Ashley's. And it, it's such a like early 2000s Facebook photo. Like, yes. I, like one of my friend's sisters posts this in their like college Facebook album. And I would have been jealous. I would have been like, that looks so cool. Taken with a point and shoot camera. Of uh-huh. course. Like a hot pink Canon digital camera. And it's, yeah, it's Ashley. She looks, you know, wasted. And they're like, and this is the president of ZBZ. And everyone's kind of like quiet. And she goes, I took all of these off of Facebook. Like her, her whole thing is that it's public and humiliating, which she's right. Again. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Casey is like, no, like other people want this too. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I did it again, Thomas. I was saying that her name was Alicia. I don't know where I got them from. It's Jeanette. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. No worries. Okay. So if you heard me say Alicia before I was actually saying Jeanette, (laughs) Jeanette backwards is Alicia. 
Should we W and where did I get Alicia? It's Jeanette. So she's like, Jeanette, like, I know you love it. And Jeanette won't say anything. And she's like, Tara, who's some other random girl. She's like, come on. Like, no one's going to stick up for the undie run. Cause it's like not a good look. Like, even if she's right and like, it's fun. They all know that no one wants to stake their claim on the undie run. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> that would be well, so like, it's so embarrassing to be like, I stand for the undie run. Exactly. Right. Which Catherine says later and I appreciate but um, she calls out this girl who's a tripie and she's like, you take your clothes off for a grocery store opening. Like, damn, Casey. I know. I know. Casey was saying some really cruel things this episode. Um, Casey also says Catherine shouldn't ruin their fun just to prove a point. Oh my God. She's, She's really at, coming at this from a strange perspective. Here's the thing. In a college mindset, like at 20, pre-frontal lobe development, I can see being like if they canceled something that I like really thought was so fun and cared about and it was probably problematic, I could see being really pissed. I can't imagine taking this part of a stance for it. Like, I feel like I would probably be the people that were like, yeah, realistically, you're right, but I still want to do it or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I also think in like a 2009 lens, I could see a lot of the audience like being on Casey's side. I agree. I think so too. Like now I, everyone, it wouldn't be a question whether or not it was canceled, but then I think it was probably more popular too, like around real schools. Yeah. I remember yeah. at my high school, they banned, um, I'm not sure if I want to include this or not. I'll decide later I'm at sure my high school. It's going to be insane. <laughs> At my high school, they banned grinding at like the school <laughs> dances, and people were so upset. Um, like some people made signs and were like walking. Around with them. <laughs> I forget oh what the sign God. said, but it was like that, something that was very gyrate. It was something very pro grinding. That's so funny. And they used to have like dances, like mixers at this all cat, like this Catholic all boys school by us. And if you went, like, notoriously, they would break up the grinding and say, leave room for Jesus. Oh, I've heard of If people were getting too freaky, they would play, like, a cool-down song. And mm-hmm. the song was, you guessed it, Sarah McLaughlin in the arms of an angel. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> actually ingenious. <laughs> can't, can't freak <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin. And that was at the time when they were playing that one AS. ASPCA commercial like everyone oh my god (laughs) yeah there is there is nothing sexy about that song no no literally it cleared it out it was like yelling fire like everyone was gone (laughs) so funny so um Calvin is confiding in Ashley at ZBZ about Evan walking in on them and he's like you know being alone with Grant isn't about just having sex with him I just really want to like we want to hang out we want to have a date and Ashley is like, okay, well, why don't you go to Cyprus? Which I would think would be just like the downtown, but we find out it's like 60 miles away. Yeah, um, I thought they were in Cyprus. Oh my God, I wait, wrong. I didn't hear them say 60 miles. That's naughty. Yeah, when they sit down, they say, "I okay, well, maybe, you know, my ears haven't really proven me right this episode. It could be six, but Calvin like says like no, six uh, is not six is a run. Yeah, Calvin is like oh like I can't believe 
we drove like had to drive 60 miles to get out of here or something no you're right because they talk about too having to go to like the town over yeah but wouldn't they be in cyprus as cyprus roads yeah it's weird um it feels like they could have come up with like one other town name uh so (laughs) they're in roads so the date at Rusty's apartment with Jordan is winding down. Rusty has cooked dinner. And as he's like putting things away, Jordan is starting to get out her gun and Rusty stands up and she's, she shoots him. But Kathy jumps out from the sliding door and blocks the shot. And then Rebecca barges in and asks if Rusty's been shot and Rusty is very, like, disheartened by this whole thing. He's like, it was all a lie. He can't believe it. Even though he was lying, too. So I guess my question is, and I feel like you would probably clear this up. Maybe you guys saw something I didn't. If the last person she killed was Beaver, wouldn't Beaver have been out to kill Rusty? Yeah, but if it's whatever house wins. So at the end, if it's two KTs... Then they KT still wins because it's house. If she had Beaver, but Beaver had Rusty. Yeah, but Beaver wouldn't have shot Rusty. Okay, 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 that makes sense. Okay, and then if he had shot Jordan, then he would have gotten Jordan's card. Okay. The laws of the game are incredibly complex. Yeah, that like really threw me through a loop. Um, but yeah, I get it now. I get it now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Rusty's, of course, taking this in like a way that's like way too earnest. Like he's like, what does this mean about us? Casey continues to fat shame. She is now targeting Catherine's house as she relays like what happened to Ashley and Laura and like the other girls, like uh, what happened at the vote. Um, and she's making fun of the house that Catherine's a part of. I don't remember what the house is i don't either i feel like it's one we aren't that familiar with they say it later i know that they've said it before it is the house that that really strange girl when they were interviewing the past houses that fisher was a hasher for yeah like she was like a younger student like a squeaky voice it's her house Mm. um but anyway so they're looking for like they're looking through the bylaws of panhellenic to try to figure out a way out of this and to override the vote and laura finds something that says if they get 500 sorority signatures they can override it it's a lot of signatures that is it's like most of greek life there's like 30 girls in dbc yeah um so casey is like we'll never get that many and then you know of course the scheme is afoot she goes into the library and she finds Evan and she's like, I need you. I need a favor. And he's like, really? You're asking me for a favor? Like, we haven't even talked. Come on, dude. Also, it's like, well, now you don't like a tip for a tat? Come on. Yeah, so at first he is um, reticent, but then she tells him that he she needs help getting the girls back on undie run. My question is, if none of the women participated, would you still really want to do it? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. It's like it'd be a really small group of people just running in their underwear. Yeah. But also, I mean, Evan and Cappy do want to kiss, so. Right. Well, speaking of, um, he, she's like, I need your help getting it reinstated. And he goes, well, 
I can get behind a half naked mob of sorority girls. And Casey looks at him and she's like, have you been hanging out with Cappy? Cause it's just so. It's such a leap though. Yeah. But I think it's just so un Evan like, and obviously we know that he has. Mm-hmm. Even though and it's hush hush. Yeah. And so um, he's like, you know, how are we going to do it? And she says, put down your fork and take off your clothes. So then we see what her scheme is. And it's all of the fraternity guys that are handing out the petitions in their underwear. And then Rebecca goes up to Evan and she's like, they have a flirtation for sure. Despite their kind of awkward fake date the last episode, I think she likes him at least. Really? At this time. I think so. You don't? I Well, I don't know if it's so romantic as much as it is a kinship. Right. Trust fund bebes, and she doesn't really have any friends right now. She says that. She's like, well, you're like the closest thing I have to a friend left. And she tells him, you know, after I kiss Fisher, everybody's icing me out. And he says, you know, he's very empathetic about it. He's like, everybody makes mistakes. And then Casey strolls up and she goes, leave. <laughs> to Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, to Rebecca. And she's then talking to Evan. And she's saying that she really appreciates what they're doing. And then she checks him out. Did you see that? She gives him her up and down. Yeah, Yeah. I did notice that. She, Casey seems to like still kind of have a thing for Evan a little bit. At the very least, she can recognize that he's cute. Yeah. Cutie patootie. Yeah. So now the entire KT house is protecting Rusty inside like the living room like they have a pledge reporting on his every move and he's still so upset that he didn't know that jordan was the jackal and cappy's trying to rile him up he's like are you a hunter or are you a gatherer and then rest i'm a hunter and then cappy puts on these, these little matrix glasses and he says we need guns and they bring out like hundreds of nerf guns yeah they have like a whole like all like racks and rows of every nerf gun imaginable yeah so yeah this is what i said calvin and grant drove 60 miles to eat at a marie claire's <laughs> cypress or cypress oh my god wait marie calendar sorry marie calendars yeah <laughs> oh my gosh marie calendars i haven't heard that name in such a long time but now i'm like really craving pie i wrote, pie i wrote down calendars and i said claire's i said alicia earlier i'm like out of my mind tonight um it's kind of cute though like they're having a diner date no cute. it is cute. i i'm not realizing i didn't realize at the time it was 60 miles yeah and for that like looking like that ambiance I was a little bit like hmm I feel like I'd want to go somewhere a little more special but maybe Cyprus is bare bones and Rhodes yeah. is where all the action is you know what that. it's probably like how Budapest is actually one side's Buddha one side's pest one side's Cyprus one side's Rhodes and Cyprus is like more bare bones it's it's sparse it's you know it's locals Cyprus is like a shit's Creek of Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas. Dad, that's so um, bad. So Grant is like, um, oh, we're gonna get free dessert. I told them it was your birthday. And so all of the waiters come out to sing happy birthday. But then in the back, Calvin spots 
Evan and he has like a pin that says ask me about our cheesecake <laughs> and oh my god Evan Chambers of Chambers International of Marie Calendars how the mighty have fallen and he's like Evan and Evan can't believe it's them and then immediately Calvin drops Grant's hand but I mean it's obvious they're on a date yeah he says I blow out my candle but I can't breathe <laughs> oh so shocked but also okay here's another thing Evan is broke He's driving so far out of town because he doesn't want anyone to know this. Gas to go 60 miles to work what I'm assuming is a minimum wage wage job. Is the Iron Man car hybrid? <laughs> I hope so for his sake. It's an, it's an electric car. He's <laughs> really got to be making some good tips at that Marie Calendars. Yeah, seriously. And I have a hunch they might not be. That free-flowing with the tippage <laughs> in Cyprus. <laughs> Back in Rhodes, um, Rusty is trying to snipe Jordan from a building window. And she's walking through campus with Rebecca. And then they just start ambushing them and missing every shot. Just not, can't get one nerf dart even close. Um, and then... Rebecca and Jordan are like hiding under a bench and then they stand up and she's looking at him like she's so disappointed and then Cappy shows up and is like you didn't none of that worked like I also just think of the cleanup for them because you can't let those birds get them the the Cypress Road seagulls it's not good for them. So now Casey is like proudly marching up to Catherine with her 688 signatures. Catherine's like, okay, yeah, like, great. You know, some college kids want to do drugs. Like, that doesn't mean that we need to sponsor that. And Casey's like, I don't think that this is the same comparison. Um, And Catherine's point is basically like, She's like, well, you are helping, like, uh, what's it called? Perpetuate the stereotypical Greek life. Like, it looks bad on us. Um, and she goes, they're going to broadcast it on TV and we'll all look whorish, but that's fine. I can't believe they could say whorish on ABC Family. It sounds like a slur when I say it, whorish. Jeez. Yeah, the things they were, the things they weren't allowed to say versus the things they were allowed to say are very confusing. Yeah. And then Casey makes this claim that I think is so out of pocket and not true. She's like, you are just mad that I won. And like, there was no point where I felt like at, during this episode, Kat was, or Catherine was, um, like, competing with anybody yeah it didn't feel like they had a competitive vibe with each other at all no I feel like she's just like very stern in the way that she feels Greek life should be represented and Casey is taking this completely but it's also it's always the person who loses who thinks that they were competing in the first place and she wants Casey to fill like her personal life yeah so then Cat, oh my god, I keep calling her cat. I was writing cat because it was shorthand. Catherine is says to Casey, she's like, you know what? We were all so excited. Casey Cartwright was coming back to Panhellenic, and we were wondering what's she gonna do? What's she gonna do on her return? Um, and this 
is what it was the undie run Ooh, no, she gets, yeah. i guess this is what it was undergarments oh my god Ooh, yeah doesn't she bring up dc too yeah she's like the big congressional here i think i wrote down the direct quote she was like uh, we were all wondering what the former president and congressional intern Casey Cartwright was going to do next. And now they know it's underpants. She's not wrong. I know mm. she's not. Casey's kind of lost her focus. Like in this whole yes. rush on happy, it's kind of made her a little like, I don't know. She's just kind of off kilter. She keeps tripping everywhere. She's I, I think mean- trying to like relive her like sophomore year like I feel like she's in like sophomore mindset even though she's a senior do you feel that a little bit yeah a little bit maybe some crisis going on she's trying to like not look too far ahead so she's like really focusing in on what's right in front of her yeah yeah she's giving Cusco and Emperor's new groove Mm. (laughs) yes only seeing the trees not the forest (laughs) yeah she's she's tripping stumbling like that fergie song clumsy (laughs) she's clumsy if you will she's in her clumsy era clumsy because i'm falling in love Mm -hmm. and so now um evan and calvin are having like a sit down at the mega guy house and he tells calvin that he got fired because he wouldn't sing happy birthday and at first i was like I'm kind of proud of Evan for going and getting a job and grinding it out. But it's like, you're not better. You still think you're better than the other people who work there. Like, you can't just sing happy birthday. Like, why are you the only waiter who is too good to sing that? What a harsh punishment. And then, yeah, I know. Seriously, completely fired. (laughs) But you got to wonder what the strike policy in previous incidents were like before yeah I imagine he wasn't singing for like other people too yeah he was not crooning at any turn and this is also the point where I didn't realize Evan was like keeping it a big secret that he gave up his trust fund but he like confides in Calvin that that's why he had to get this job um I don't really know why it was like a secret but um so they kind of like have a little moment here and um Calvin tells Evan like you know Grant isn't out yet and Evan says I didn't even know he was in so I guess like they all thought that he was gay no I thought that meant that he didn't know that he was gay and closeted I don't know it was confusing but also what you were saying about Evan keeping it a secret he does mention with Rebecca that's why he like borrowed money from her he doesn't want the guys to know and treat him differently like stop asking him for money yeah I know (laughs) he's like I need to make more money so that I can make it seem like I still have money so I can give it to the fellas and then Calvin is like yeah we're dealing with our emotions before sleeping together um and it's hard to just stay in our room because some of my guys just burst in so now Casey is moping and um the ZBZs are celebrating the undie run win, but she's like big E or energy in the ZBZ house. And then she's like, I don't need Catherine's approval. And she's telling Ashley about what happened because Ashley's like, why aren't you happy? And she's like, it's just something Catherine said, but I don't need her approval. Clearly she does much more than Catherine wants 
Casey's. And Ashley's like, okay, well, you know what? Like, let's put Laura back in Panhellenic. It seems like this isn't a good fit for you. And Casey's like, yeah, okay. Um, And it's like really a big bummer. Yeah. She's like, they, I think they think I'm Elle Woods again. Yeah. She's yeah. like, it's, it's reminding me of like my Washington days. I don't know. It's like really embarrassing for Casey. I know it is. It was bad showing. Like if something doesn't just kind of go perfectly her way, she like loses her shit. She lost her shit in Washington just because she didn't like the internship. Like she remember how weird she was about that? She finished it. Oh my god. So secretive and then tried to move off campus. No one can know that I didn't like this internship. Yeah. I can't even count on one hand how many of my friends ever even liked an internship. Like there it's more rare to like one than to not yeah so now jordan and rusty are having a duel and rebecca is kind of uh, jordan's like first in command or whatever and cappy is rusty's um and rebecca says rusty you should just give up you're like dick cheney and jordan's a quail (laughs) they love their cheney references here and then Rebecca also tells Jordan that she should turn the toy gun on herself for even wanting to sleep with Rusty. (laughs) Rebecca is so funny. Like she's honestly like I lol at her lines. She's so good. And then Rebecca and Cappy separate the two eventually. Um, And because they're like, we just want to like, I don't they're pretending that they want to be together and they're like faking each other out. It's weird. I feel like it's kind of, it's so creepy and weird. They keep like kissing and being pulled away. It's very disturbing to watch. It's, yeah, bad vibes, I would say. So now Evan and Casey are back in the elevator together and he congratulates her on her nice work. And she says, I'm quitting Panhellenic. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And he says, he's like, hmm, you know, I thought Panhellenic suited you. And this is all, this is all Casey needs. Just some sort of validation from someone she slept with. And the elevator door opens and Evan gets out. Um, and he pulls like, what's that line? I feel like I haven't even seen the movie, but there's like a line. Maybe it's like every movie trailer ever, but he's like, are you coming? yes I know exactly what you're talking about she says first she goes Catherine was right how do you make something meaningful out of a bunch of people running around without clothes and that's when he says that and then she goes that's some kind of weird idea and she doesn't even the door just closes and she goes (laughs) back up she has like Raven, like Raven Simone. In oh my God. Raven, like when she's having a vision, those are her eyes. <laughs> I mean, she is a little like, I. she always says like they called me Elle Woods as though it's a bad thing. But first of all, Elle Woods is like an amazing character. And also she is kind of like Elle Woods in a way because she has this like Elle Woods always like will think of these kind of outrageous ideas and then pursue them. And Casey kind of does the exact same thing. Yeah, and Elle Woods graduated top of her class. Hell yeah. Cappy is keeping Rusty in the basement of the (laughs) 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 They're keeping him locked up. 
Um, and he, Cappy is walking down to bring Rusty a grilled cheese and spam sandwich. Um, and he's nowhere to be seen. And then he sees the window cracked open. And he's like, oh my God, we got a runner. And he announces an immediate lockdown of the KT house um, and runs back upstairs. And then we see like Rusty climb out of like a planter, a big bucket, a, a large urn. I don't even I know. Big basket? Yeah. Yeah, it was unclear what exactly it was. And so he goes to his apartment and this is where... Jordan Ray Jordan. Did you say that what the note said? It said dinner tonight, no guns. Oh my god. So now Jordan is already in his apartment slicing a meaty bloody roast. She <laughs> is really still eating meat, even though she wanted to tell everybody that she doesn't eat red meat. Ridiculous. Um, it's tense and it's clear that like it's not a date, and they're both not treating this as just a date they both think the other is playing the game they're both on edge because they both are playing the game and then rusty pulls out of his backpack the tiniest tea candle it's a little (laughs) votive like it's meant to go in something pulls that out and jordan thinks he's pulling out a gun she's nervous he lights it he says i just wanted to light a candle and also it's like how hard it it I find it hard to believe that it would be this difficult to gotcha someone. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it would be incredibly easy. They start kind of like going for each other and then they scatter and hide. They both have a Nerf gun out. And then I think it's a Mr. and Mrs. Smith reference. I haven't seen the movie, but again, just from the trailer, I remember like, they like called out to each other like are you still alive or whatever yeah I haven't seen Uh, it either but that's what I was thinking too so I think that's that A, a very trailer heavy reference episode and then Jordan tries luring him out by throwing articles of her clothing over and then it cuts and we have to assume they smush (laughs) sorry jack i just gotta chill down my spine (laughs) i love when they say smush on jersey shore oh my god i like when they say we didn't smush we just cuddled (laughs) (laughs) but they smush (laughs) oh you know what that's better than i've heard some people who have gone to Big Ten schools, I've heard them refer to it as cover your ears, honestly, porking. How awful is that? Porking. No. Yeah, my friend has said it like in conversation, like casually, and it has like when I hear it, I feel like an invisible energy wave has like pushed me across the room. It's so violating to my ears. It's like you immediately get acid reflux. (laughs) So anyway, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) So Calvin tells Grant, um, you know, Evan had some things recently stolen from his room. Again, you know, because I I would think if the guys knew he was poor, they would not try and pilfer items from him. But obviously he wasn't actually having things stolen from his room and so he's having new locks put on everyone's door wink wink nudge nudge it's his way of helping them date in private 
um, quite literally in the closet. And now Ashley um, is freaking out at Fisher because he just like won't quit. He's trying, he's just doing so much extra to try and like make the girls in ZBZ happy and make Ashley happy. And she's like, can you just stop? Like, why do you still work here? Like quit. I don't want you around anymore. And he says he's not giving up. And she does take the red velvet cupcake this time, but she says only because she needs to carbo load. And it's like, is it that same red velvet cupcake? I think it is. It doesn't look fresh. Stale. No, yeah, bad. Stale like their love. Ooh. Ooh. Casey bursts in the house and she says, keep all your clothes on. And Laura snatches the cupcake from Ashley and goes, not again. (laughs) I lolled. It was, she's funny in this episode. Yeah, she is great. Her and Betsy are both like really great comedic and Beth too. They're all really funny. Yeah, they are. And then we cut because we don't know what, why they're keeping their clothes on. And now we're in Rusty's apartment and Jordan and Rusty are enjoying a post-coital moment. And then Jordan shoots Rusty. With a yeah. little tiny, little, little, little gun. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, Gotcha's gotta be over. At this point, like $500, all this stress. How much did they spend on Nerf guns? That was easily 2K worth of Nerf guns. I also noticed like the blanket that they're wrapped in. Like it's one of those like classic like Target plush blankets. But it's been like, it's like all stuck together. Now it's not soft anymore because it's been washed. And it's also brown. I noticed that too, Thomas, immediately. Yeah, I was like, I like know what that blanket feels like. I, I can feel it. And it's not <laughs> nice. Like, I have a choice. I'm sitting on a couch. I have a choice of no throw blanket or that throw blanket. I'm going, I'm going no throw. Dude, because you also know what's on that. Right. Yeah. He, oh, you think Rusty's putting that in the wash after this? No. No. Skeet. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. They just porked on that. <laughs> Ew, stop. Ew, I feel sick. <laughs> oh my god but she doesn't even care that he's been shot either which i'm like honestly good i couldn't take him caring about it, this it was embarrassing that he cared so much <laughs> and he was like genuinely so hurt by her playing the game yeah and then cappy is trying to get into the apartment <laughs> frantically and rusty goes i'm dead and i'm loving it but up 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 he doesn't say that part, but <laughs> we can assume. And so then Cappy and Heath are debating whether or not um sleeping with Jordan or winning beer money for the KTs is better. And they're at the Undy Run now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're at the Undy Run. Um, so then Rebecca announces that ZBZ won gotcha. Um, and then she goes up to Ashley and she's like, I helped by keeping Jordan alive all week and Ashley is like okay like not like oh that's how you're gonna get her to forgive you for kissing her boyfriend I don't think so and like ruining her life essentially as she knew it yeah she says do you forgive me and now she says no (laughs) yeah like literally why would like okay what would this have anything to do with that situation Casey then announces that all of the clothes are going to be donated which is nice. I would definitely want to let them know before they get there so they can wear clothes that they want to donate. 
I thought the same thing. I'm hoping we get to see her explaining the premise. Yeah. True. Oh my gosh. Like you have to donate whatever you're wearing at that moment. Sorry. Put it in your juicy couture tracksuit. And Catherine comes up and congratulates her. And she seems really sincere. And she's like, so do you need my approval? And Casey goes, I guess not. Which is clearly a lie. Like she (laughs) needs it so badly. Um, And then Casey decides she's not going to quit Panhellenic after all. Which is good. She needed this win. I think this is going to be Casey's renaissance. Then Cappy is there in his underwear says Cappy's butt on the butt which made me laugh um and Casey and Cappy run into each other in their undies in their pantaloons and they have a little moment but then he I just he's neglecting her a little bit and I hate yeah he's like they like have a quick little moment and then he immediately like changes the subject and like moves on yeah no she's so awkward around him like as they're leaving she goes don't fall into any manholes he's like oh okay <laughs> no because remember they used to yeah about the word manhole yeah oh, but it's gosh. like making it like an inside joke that i'm not sure it was that's so sad that she's like referencing that inside joke from like i guess that would have been what the end of the world party which yeah. for us is like almost a year ago for them i guess it's like what three days ago i think it's a couple weeks like couple yeah weeks. a couple weeks later oh so funny Plus. Tough, tough, tough. And then the undie run starts and they gallop off into the night. Those undergarments go trotting. Yeah, and I imagine Catherine goes home and like sips a cup of tea and just looks looks on from her window disapprovingly. Oh yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Bye. <laughs> keeping my clothes. <laughs> yeah. That's um, something I would have to, like, I would not want to tell people I wasn't going to do, but I would come up with some crazy elaborate excuse as to why I wasn't going. In college, now I would just say I don't want to do it, but in college I would have, like, really tried to think of a reason I couldn't. Oh, same. I would have, like, felt like I needed to really justify, like, why I wasn't doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, winners and losers. Winner Catherine. I love Catherine. Same. She's my winner too. I love this character. I love what she stands for. I'm so excited she's finally here. Me too. Yeah, I was gonna say Catherine too. Oh my god, I'm gonna triple that. I honestly love her entrance into the series. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need her. Like I, I feel yeah. like all of the sorority voices are very similar. Like they all kind of stand for the same thing. They're very like this classic model of like what you think of as Greek life, and Catherine's funnily enough more progressive or more yeah. I feel like a new age of Greek life is more nuanced for sure mm-hmm. right yeah right. and we need a different dynamic in there you know and we need someone that's gonna push Casey and I think that's what Catherine yeah is. and not in a way like that Franny push her <laughs> right to evil <laughs> yeah yeah we and we need somebody with a firm nudge in the right direction right losers Mine was Evan for getting fired. <laughs> from Marie Callender's. <laughs> from Marie Claire as editor <laughs> Marie Claire. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Rebecca. I She's pushing too hard. Yeah, that's a good loser for this one. Come on. I'm going to say, uh, this is kind of difficult. I feel like there were a couple. I mean, I think I'm going to have to say, sadly, like I'm going to give a tie to Casey and Ashley. 
um, yeah. for being just way too excited about the undie run. I know. And they were saying really gross stuff. I mean, I know, obviously, like, like we said, there's a lot of reasons, but it just, it's, it was like not fun to hear it constantly too. Like every scene where they talk about the undie run, they're talking about their bodies. Well, thanks for joining us on that. On this fun. Um, 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 um,